We talked earlier about that ESPN article that was supposed to blow apart the New England Patriots, but it's mostly just kind of funny. For example, this is real funny. Every week, Bill Belichick awards a Patriot of the Week. Drum roll, please. The Patriot of the Week. Tom Brady has been heard bitching to people because he has not won Patriot of the Week yet this season. Tom Brady has five rings, four Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs. He's married to Giselle and is generally acknowledged as the greatest quarterback of all time. And Brady is mad because he hasn't been named Patriot of the Week. That is being petty. Tom Petty. Tom Brady, you may not be the Patriot of the Week, but right now, guess what? You just made the list. Now you know. Patriot of the Week, you gotta love that. The list brought to you by Matt Marks Plumbing Cotton on a name you can trust. That ESPN article definitely revealed that there's a lot of jerks up there at Foxborough. But didn't we already know that? And now Jimmy Harrison is there. Good, keep all the jerks in one place. Speaking of which. My guest at this time has never been the Patriot of the Week. He is, however, in contention for Sexual Harasser of the Week. He is our football prognosticator. And to be fair, he did go 3-0 last week. He said he would, and he did. He called a shot. We welcome to the program, with all due respect, Mr. Friday Afternoon. Mr. Friday Afternoon, how are you? Um, I'm actually really feeling really, really good. I, I'm, I'm sure the fans... Uh, have regained their confidence in me. Um, I went. I called. I mean, I was very confident. I could have gone. Well, I, I don't I think they've regained. I, uh, shut, I went three and zero. Yeah, great like three I and zero. I, I don't think they've regained their confidence in you. Why not? Well, would you like to talk okay. to your fans? Absolutely. If especially if if I tell them I'm going to go three and zero this week, I would think that they would probably go out and bet on these games. Are you going to go three and zero this week? Uh, well, you know what? Why do since it's, there's four games, why don't we pick them all? Well, I, that's I, I. You obviously didn't get the memo. There's a format change. We will pick all the games one by one. Oh, I did not get the format change. All I got is a bunch of um, questions uh, based on them. Some, somebody sent me a bunch of emails of talk about uh, um, do, how, do I know this girl? Do I know this girl? Do I know this girl? Have I met this girl? Have well, I, I didn't mean to bring up the sexual harassment investigation that's currently ongoing about you. Uh, by iHeartMedia, but since you brought it up, do you mind? Can I can I tell you a few new facts that have come to? I've, I've got. I'm very. I'm steadfastly protesting my innocence on this, and I will face these allegations head on. Oh, okay. Well, I'm afraid some witnesses have stepped forward. Okay. Uh, the proprietor of the sex farm you worked at is being uh, depositioned as we speak. Interesting. Are you worried about that? Why would I be worried about that? I've never even been at a sex farm, let alone worked at one like you. Well, I think on testimony might uh, some of the testimony might backfire. Uh, I, I that's none of your business. And uh, we're also interviewing Kevin Spacey's uh, personal assistant, his uh-huh. gardener, his chauffeur, right. Right. and the valet parking guy at his country club. 
How much is iHeartMedia uh, funding this investigation for? How, I mean, that's a lot of money to be spent. Uh, well, yeah, but it's worth it to clear your good name, I think. Don't you? I don't think you're trying to clear me. I think you're trying to convict me to try to prevent me from giving me a contract. But I, I think I would doubt this. No, no, this isn't about not giving you a contract. We've been able to do that for, for all year now. This is about uh, really putting you in deep doo-doo. To the well, point where you'll never work again, your your good name will be besmirched for life. But that's not our goal. Uh, sure our goal like is to it. clear your good name. I, I find that very hard to believe. Can I talk to my fans? Well, if any fans like to talk to Mr. Friday Afternoon, dial 412-333-WXDX. Uh, Let's start picking the games. Let's pick first. Titans plus nine at Kansas City, Tennessee. Uh, I am picking Tennessee. I think the Chiefs will win the game. I think nine is too big a spread in an NFL playoff game, especially a wild card game that is a four versus five seed matchup. Kansas City has regrouped with a four game winning streak. I think Tennessee keeps this close. I think the Chiefs win by three, so Tennessee covers. I think Tennessee's going to win. I think Kansas is going by 13 to 14 points. I think that line is sucking everybody in to try to take Tennessee. You can't get high enough. Uh, Kansas City. Well, gonna- as you know, I am a sucker better. Yeah, I know. I'm going I'm to take Kansas City on that. I, I think it's um, – I'm going to be on the right side, too, because I think a lot of the squares are taking uh, Tennessee, and the bookies are probably going to need Kansas City to cover that game, and I want to be on the side of the bookies, so I'm going to take Kansas City. Who is Kevin Spacey taking? Sonny Okay, Falcons at Rams. I bet you botched this because you're a big Falcons, Mark. Uh, Falcons are six-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'm taking the Rams to easily cover. I predicted Aaron Donald – will make Matt Ryan's life miserable. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons on this. I just think the experience in this playoff game, and they're facing their old uh, quarterbacks coach. Let me tell you something. Sean McVay uh, has been in the Washington program for years. They've, they've played they played like one significant game in the past, like forever. You know, Dan, Hello? Played in three of the past. Can you hear me? I can now. Go ahead. Let's speed it up. Dan Quinn has played in like three of the, has coached in three of the last four. Yeah, nobody cares players. about that. What's your pick? It's in Atlanta. Take Atlanta. See, you're an Atlanta mark. He's an Atlanta fan. Don't bet on Atlanta just because he said so. Okay. Okay, uh, Bills plus nine at Jaguars. Uh, I think the Jaguars are going to blow him on. I, I don't think Buffalo, especially with Shady McCoy, uh, maybe not playing and certainly not 100%. I think the Jags cover easy. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on this. Actually, uh, one of the um, sports analytics sites I, uh, I go to says that, and they've been pretty good all year. They, they were one of the first first sites that uh, was touting Jacksonville as one of the better teams in the league long before they were. Uh, they should be about a 14 point favorite in this game. This is, um, but Buffalo's got Buffalo's got one player, and then and they can't defend the run. This is going to be a this this could get ugly. This is a this is a Tom Coughlin team. Going into the see playoffs, once again, you're just you're, you're you're just prattling on too long. I even went three and zero last week. The people want to hear my my analysis. Carolina plus seven at New Orleans. I think Carolina covers easily and might even win the game. All right, what say you? Ah, uh, God Almighty! I wish you would have had to said that because I agree with you. So you're just copying all my picks. I should have made you go no, no, first. No. no, absolutely not. We we differed on on two of the four picks. By the way, I had forgot to mention, Tegan Presley is in time to dance at Cheerleaders. Right. Uh, her fans can go see her tonight and tomorrow night. And she lives in Las Vegas, where you live. And she said you tried to recruit her for a sex farm, 
and then that's grabbed flat out lie. And, then, and then grabbed her shoulder in a in a sexually voracious fashion. How can I grab somebody's shoulder in a sexually voracious fashion? Do you ever see your shoulder? No. Do you mean like did I like grab her shoulder and try and shove her down on the ground without being sexually uh uh She just said like she that? grabbed you grabbed her shoulder in a sexually voracious fashion. Um I I well I deny that. I mean it's total fabrication on her part. Okay, well I'm just saying the allegations are piling up. Do you want to talk to your fans? Absolutely. Let's go to Nate on the road. Nate, you're on Mr. Friday afternoon. How you doing, Mark? Great. So, with all these recent allegations that you're bringing up, I had a question for Mr. Friday afternoon. Right. Go ahead. It, does he have anything to do with the sudden disappearance of Sarah Flaviano from PA? Oh, that's a good point. Who is this now? Sarah Flaviano, the North Allegheny High School stripper queen, uh, who has disappeared from sight after getting new breast implants that are that are bigger than my head. Uh, no, yeah, no, I, I, well, I'm gonna. Uh, did please. you recruit? Did you recruit Sarah Flaviano to work on a sex farm? <coughs> so your business. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on Mister Friday afternoon. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, besides sex trafficking, do you have any hot news? Yeah, it's a good question. Do you have any hot news? No. Do you have any hot news? I, uh, Virgil, do you have any hot news? I've got none. This is a waste of time. Thanks, Virgil. You know, I really do think that you're going to be cleared of these horrific sexual uh, harassment allegations. I really do. Uh, well, I would suggest <laughs> I would think so too because they're not true. Well, okay, I think so a lot like of them. Go- I think a lot of them are true, but I think you'll beat it on the technicality. <laughs> Why do you think they're all? True? I'll give an example. The Sarah Flaviano stuff rings true. The Kevin Spacey stuff. Rings true. For all I know, you may have introduced Sarah Flaviano to Kevin Spacey. Um, why do you think that rings true? So you're admitting you know Sarah Flaviano? Uh, only when you brought her up in conversation. See, she worked in Las Vegas for a while. A lot of pieces to the puzzle are falling together. Okay. What was her stage name? Um, I don't know. Well, she's had several. Like, what was was her stage name in Pittsburgh? I forget. See, I knew her from being the North Allegheny High School stripper queen. Let me tell you something. Oh, my God. Somebody just just emailed me a picture of you waiting in the parking lot at North Allegheny High School recruiting young girls to be strippers. (laughs) uh, Go ahead and post that. That is that is a total fabrication on on uh, my part. Okay. Okay, I figured that. Well, your picks were great. Congratulations on three and zero. You're tremendous. I I agree with that. And, uh, you know what? Let's I feel good about the about the gambling expertise portion of this show and your life. And I think you're going to make a real impact in the pocketbooks of my listeners before you go to jail. <laughs> Why would I go to jail? That's none of your business. Actually, for everything we've talked about. Okay, time to ask Mark anything. You know what? Uh, let me tell you something that sucks about working in radio. I've often said how we get a lot of free food here at the station. Okay? We do. It's great. I didn't have time to stop anywhere to eat today. And there's no free food here. I am literally, my stomach is growling. How often does a really fat guy's stomach growl from hunger? Not very often, but it is right now, for sure. So ask Mark anything. Four one two three 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 WXDX. After that, it's the Hockey Night Show on one zero five nine. 
This is Carl Hagelin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Time not to ask Mark anything because we got the hockey night show after that. AMA brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar, the city's best seafood and shop house. Please do check out Chipino in the strip. Uh, I have to laugh. People are taking polls now online, on Twitter, in the wake of the New England Patriots story saying that Brady, Belichick, and Kraft each want the lion's share of the credit for the New England Patriots dynasty. People are saying, well, who's most responsible? The fact of the matter is the owner's interchangeable. You know, if you would get another guy in there with the same amount of money as Robert Kraft and let Bill Belichick run things, they would have still won all those Super Bowls. Now, if the different owner interfered more, that might be a different story. But I think Kraft's the bottom of that totem pole. And I think if you have to pick between Belichick and Brady, you got to give Brady more credit because if you put an average quarterback on that team instead of Brady... I'm not sure they win any Super Bowls under Belichick. Keep in mind, Belichick was in Cleveland, and the Browns were excrement when he was there. And yeah, I know, he used Garoppolo and that 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 Jamoke that went to Kansas City after one good season, Matt Castle with the Patriots. But he didn't win Super Bowls without Brady. Matt Castle did win a Super Bowl that year he had to start. Jimmy Garoppolo, he wouldn't have, and certainly he didn't. Not that he had a chance, but I think Brady's most responsible. And I don't think it's even close. Let's go to Zig and Butler. Zig, ask Mark anything. Hey, uh, I, was, I just heard uh, on a different channel that uh, Jacksonville was giving away like a thousand or some odd tickets to some refugees in Puerto Rico. It, it, do you think the, the attendance is still down because of what they were all doing earlier in the season? or is it, what, are, what, are you ta- what are you talking about? Attendance down from what? From the flag protest? Yeah, from all that. Uh, goodbye. I'm bored to death with that stuff. Jacksonville never sells out. Probably won't even sell out for a playoff game. Now, I think what they're saying to these people is that they don't have to live like a refugee. Let's go to uh, our good friend, the Hebrew Hammer, Hammer Yakshamash. Hey, Yakshamash, Mark, how are you? Great. Hey, a uh, few uh, housekeeping uh, questions that are my main question. Um, would you ever order ice cream on a day like today? Uh, that's actually a really good question. Uh, on New Year's Eve, early evening, I was driving back from Harmerville because I had dinner at Yes. And I wanted to stop at Cold Stone Creamery to get one of their Oreo ice cream concoctions. At Waterworks. Yeah, they had closed early. So Uh, the answer is not only would I, but I tried to. I got a Frosty today uh, at Wendy's. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's always good. I mean... Cold weather doesn't change the flavor of ice cream. No, no, it was my. I had the heat on my car too, so it kind of helped. Yeah, you got an interesting melange of sensations, correct? Uh, that's that's right. Hey, I guess my uh, meat and potatoes question here is: now that Gruden's the coach in Oakland or Vegas or wherever they're going to be, has there ever been a brother uh, duo uh, of coaches in the uh, NFL? Yeah, the Ryan brothers, for God's sakes. Oh, geez. They're so recent, too. I overlooked them. Because I was going back and looking at some things. and I think Chuck uh, Noll had a brother, Lefty, who coached very briefly. Well, Vince Lombardi, his brother Sal, coached in the league. So you had the Lombardi brothers, 
the Ryan brothers, now the Gruden brothers. Anything you else? Ever, I just didn't know if you ever heard of Sal Lombardi. Of course I have. That's your cue. Yeah, so much. Clammy. Let's go to uh, Sean in the car. Sean, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mark. Right. Um, I, I was wondering, I've always wondered about Jim Ross. He's such an animated, animated commentator. Right. I always wondered, did he know what was going to happen, or was it all spur of the moment for him? Uh, I can't speak for Jim. When I announced, uh, I knew the finish, but, but nothing else. Jim, I, I doubt if Jim knew much more than I did. Because Jim tried to call it every time like an actual sporting event, and that's why he's the best. I tried to call it like something that was making me three grand a week. I wasn't as good at that as I could have been, but I and I kept doing it. I don't know if I'd be better, but I'd be a lot richer. Let's go to Kyle on the turnpike. Kyle, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up? Joe Street, you ever had Wiggy's wings down? Yeah, we're not gonna just we're not gonna just be, this be the wing plug segment. In fact, I've had just about enough of all you people. Okay. Zach at South Park wants to talk about... Uh, oh, let's see what Stacy wants to talk about. I'm always intrigued when a woman calls. Is Stacy ready to, to talk to me yet? Stacy hung up. That was good. Okay. We got Zach from South Park wants to talk about Sprung. We'll get to him just around the corner because it's time for the Hockey Night Show. Yes! Brought to you by the three wise men, the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. This is the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. I want hockey calls only, and all you Penguin fans should feel there's plenty to talk about. After last night's 4-0 drubbing at the hands of Carolina... At home, worse yet, at PPG Paints Arena. So now 412-333-WXDX. I want to reiterate my Coors Light cold hard facts from earlier today. Brought to you by Coors Light. Fact, every game is like pulling teeth. The Penguins are so ineffective 5-on-5, five five, just getting a shot takes major effort, never mind scoring a goal. Fact, the Penguins aren't too tired to play winning hockey but they may be too tired to play at the breakneck pace they prefer. Sullivan wants to play fast. Maybe that's not possible after playing over 250 games since October of 2015. Fact. When you're playing bad, you should simplify. The Penguins will not do that. Instead, the Penguins overcomplicate even further. Fact. Bad teams make mistakes at both blue lines. That is the Penguins' trademark right now because they are a bad team. Uh, that's brought to you by Coors Light. Enjoy $3 Coors Light drafts during Penns games and all day at Rockefeller Sports Grill in Sarver. Uh, got a tweet. You can tweet me as well. At Mark Madden X. Oh, by the way, uh, Hebrew Hammer asked about Brother, brothers both coaching in the NFL. How can we forget about the Harbaugh's? That should be the most obvious choice, although the Ryans with their hairstyle, for the love of God. Uh, Michael tweets, which Penn's player is most likely to be dealt between now and the trade deadline? Let me give you two. 
Cole because, well, I don't know if he still wants out, but he did at one point. And I'm going to say Sherry. Not that they're actively dangling, but I'm going to say Sherry. And maybe Brian Rust. Maybe Brian Rust because they have so many players that are right wings, Uber Alles. And uh, Rust could probably be not great return, but halfway decent return. Let's go to Zach in South Park. Zach, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. I was just wondering if, if the Penguin season ends in April, would that put the pressure on Jim Rutherford to call up Strong and Aston Reese and make them full-time members of the Penguins? What do you mean if the Penguin season ends in April? I mean, meaning no playoffs. Strong's here already. You know that, right? Right, but I'm just wondering if he's going to be here full-time. Uh, if he doesn't score goals, he won't be. I mean... Uh, I think Sprong has played no worse than most players, but they brought him up to play better than at least some players and certainly to score more goals than absolutely zero. I don't want to make predictions about how Jim Rutherford's going to feel in April. It's a far piece away. Let's go to Garrett in the car. Garrett, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. What up? Um, I was just wondering if it was just me. Or does it seem like the Penguins only hit the net with half of their shots? A lot get blocked. That's kind of a trend in the league you may have noticed. Well, yeah, a lot get blocked, but it seemed like a lot just totally missed the net and hit the boards. I I always am real careful. I'm real careful to criticize players for missing the net on shots. Unless, of course, they miss way wide and it ricochets around and, you know, out of the zone and gives the other team an odd man break, which happens to the Penguins a scary amount. But don't forget, if the shot gets blocked, it can do no good. If it goes wide, it can do no good, but you can't let it be blocked. you got to get it through. And sometimes if they cut the line too fine because an opposition player or more is in position to block it, I don't blame it. So I would have to look from behind the player to judge you know, about mistakes being made regarding missing the net. What you say sounds good in theory, but with blocking shots being such an integral part of the game, such a crazy big part of the game, I I can't for sure criticize that. Thank you for the call, Garrett. Here's a trade from Dan. During the roster freeze, you said the Penguins were on the verge of a deal but couldn't make it due to the freeze. Now that the freeze is over, is that deal still available? And if not, would you discuss what it was? I thought Cole was on his way out for sure. They seem to have cooled on that. I don't know why, but I thought Cole would be traded the minute the roster freeze uh, ended. Uh, Frick tweets, people always bitch about you not being hard on the Pens in reference to the Pirates, but now the Pens aren't doing well and you're being hard on the Penguins. Yes, that's true, Frick, because there's no one like me doing this because I'm the only one with no agendas. I'm the only one who is totally 100% honest all the time. Unless, of course, a lie serves me well. 412-333-9939. We want your hockey calls. Penguins calls. Penguins against the Islanders tonight. Tristan Jari will be in goal. And that's no real surprise. Murray played last night. You're not going to play goalies often back-to-back. But I heard... uh, Mike Sullivan's a bit down on Murray right now, and why wouldn't he be? Murray's not played well. In fact, 
I'm not sure it's unfair to say that in the recent past, like the last month, I think it's fair to say Jari's played better than Murray. Not that Jari sparkled, but I think Jari's played better than Murray. 105.9. It's the Axis Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. The best hockey talk on your home of the Pens and best Pens coverage. 105.9 The X. We already told you that... Uh, Tristan Jari will be in goal for Pittsburgh tonight at Brooklyn. In goal for the New York Islanders will be Jaroslav Halak, who has always been a, a goalkeeper that's tortured the Penguins, definitely a bogey goalie in recent Penguins history. It's going to be like pulling teeth. It has been just about every game except that Philadelphia game on Tuesday where the Penguins won 5-1, which goes to show just how bad the Flyers, though, although... They bounced back last night to beat the New York Islanders uh, 6-4. to Islanders struggling a bit lately. Maybe the Penguins can can rise up and uh, get a much-needed two points. Interesting tweet from Jim, who says they got to try Sprong with 87. Perhaps Haglund, too. Speed and shots. Help Sid, stupid as that sounds. Well, it doesn't sound stupid to find a way to boost Sid. Because he's playing bad hockey for him. I wouldn't put Haglund with him. Haglund's worthless. I'd, I'm at the point now Haglund's so bad, if I could get nothing for him and just get him off the cap, I'd gladly take the nothing. In fact, I'd give him away and pick up part of his payroll. I just think he's awful. I think he just kills the team. I think his penalty killing is the only thing he does well and it's not worth keeping around a guy to just do that. I think Kuhnhockel at this point is a better player than Carl Haglund. Although that's a close race. Then again, Haglund, Haglund makes like four times as much as Tomas Kuhnhockel. It does amaze me, Jim. Dumbfounds me, really. That Mike Sullivan hasn't tried Sid with Sprong. A, a little bit. Once they got behind against Carolina. Uh... They, they moved Gensel to wing and played Sid with Sprong and Gensel with double shift and Sid, using three centers, really, uh, once they fell behind in that game. But I'm surprised they haven't tried Sid with Sprong or Sid with Kessel. You would think that that would be an option they would have explored by now in the case of Kessel with Sid long ago. But uh, Kessel plays real well with Gino, And you, you don't want to screw both them up to try to jumpstart Sid, but... I would put Sid with Sprong. No question. Let's go to Dan in the car. Dan, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing? What up? Hey, question. At what point in time do you think that uh, Coach Sullivan should be concerned for his job, or do you think he should be concerned at all? No, I don't think he should be concerned at all. Do you? I mean, hockey's a business just like everything else. Idiots! Idiots! He just won two Stanley Cups. I, I agree. You want to get rid yeah. of him after half of the next season? You're an idiot. It's a no, business like anything else. What business have you been involved with? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I can't tell you that. You work in sales, do you? No, not at all. Bro, That that seriously, you sound like a, a dope. No, really, you sound like a guy who shouldn't be a dope. But what you say belies that because if you think Sully should be under the least little bit of pressure right now for his job, you are indeed a dope. 
That leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. Now, to be fair, if the Penguins hadn't won the last two Stanley Cups, Sullivan would be in trouble right now. But they did, so he's not. Like I like when people say, they can't be tired. You're just making excuses. Sully's doing terrible. They should replace him. And then when you bring up the Stanley Cup, say, well, you can't take those into account. Yes, absolutely you do take those into account. And like I said, let me dig this out. Let me reiterate this from earlier in the show. A lot of the teams that have done really well in the NHL recently have had a bad year in the middle of good years, just like the Penguins are now. Case in point, Tampa Bay Lightning. In 2015, they lost in the final. In 2016, they lost in the conference final. Last year, they missed the playoffs. And now they're the best record in hockey. Chicago, since 2010, they have three Stanley Cups and two conference finals. But they've also lost in the first round three times and are currently last in their division. LA Kings, Stanley Cups in 12 and 14. Conference final in 13. But in the last three years, they missed the playoffs twice and lost in the first round once. But they're rebounding, currently. They're second in the division right now. Hockey's a grind. A friggin' grind. And you toss in the machinations of the salary cap, it's tough to sustain excellence. And I just laugh at the crowd that says, don't make excuses. First of all, I'll do whatever I want on my show, which is award-winning and money-churning. Frig straight off with that nonsense. This isn't cookie cutter. It's not fantasy hockey. There's not always someone to blame. To me, if the Penguin Stars start playing better, they make the playoffs. For me, it really is that simple. But don't ignore the grind. Don't ignore the fatigue. Don't ignore over 250 games played by the Penguins since the beginning of the 2015-16 season. 412-333-9939. Here's an email from, excuse me, a tweet from Christopher referring to Tristan Jari playing tonight. And let me preface this by saying, Salva's not benching Matt Murray. Murray played last night. Jari's going to play tonight. Weber says Murray seems to be fighting it a bit. Jari seems to be gaining confidence. He played well in Philly. Let's say he gets a good win tonight. Would you play Jari the next few games in hope of getting on a roll? Uh, I might play him Sunday at home against Boston, because that's the last game before the bye week. But I'd have Murray back in the first game after the bye week. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Stevie tweets, we are both in agreement. This team doesn't need some splash trade to turn things around this year, correct? Because it seems like many want a midseason blockbuster. Uh, Stevie, you're correct. I agree with that. They don't need a blockbuster. They don't need a big deal. They need a tweak and for everyone involved to get their head out their ass. Show some pride and get back to where they could be and were. But uh, a lot of people do want that big trade. Rutherford does like to trade. So I would uh, just get a third-line center and that's it. I don't know what Jim's going to do. Dylan tweets, would you be against trading Sherry and Rust? Uh, well, Rust is still pretty cheap. 
Well, no, he signed a decent-sized deal. Uh, I would trade Sheary or Rust if the right deal could be made to help the Penguins. And that applies to, boy, just about anybody except Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Murray, because I know when it comes to those guys, making the right deal to help the Penguins isn't there. Not when you trade one of those guys. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Penguins and Islanders tonight. Jari against Talak. Here's how bad the Penguins are. I love watching the Penguins more than anything. I'm dreading tonight's game. Absolutely dreading tonight's game. Then again, Liverpool beat Everton. So uh, in terms of sports, the day has gone great so far. Let's go to Ray in the car. Ray, ask Mark anything. Hello, Ray. Hi. Hi, uh, this is Ray in the car, and uh, I, just, I agree that Michael Sullivan should not be fired. Can't understand but, uh, the word you're saying, Ray. Thank you for the call. You started off slow, got worse. But, but you gave it a try, and that's important. Maybe it's not going great today. I'm glad he agrees. What do you say that? I thought he said Michael Terry should not be fired. Well, it's too late for that. They already fired him. I guess he meant Sullivan. Uh, one more plug, because this show is dying like a dog left out in the cold. And don't do that. I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Hockey Expo tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Epiphany Church right next to PPG Paints Arena. I got autographed pictures. I'm selling flyers, troll shirts for the last time. When these are gone, there won't be any more ever. I got wrestling t-shirts, the Four Horsemen, and NWO. And all proceeds from my sales benefit the Mary Lee Mew Foundation for Cancer Research. That's at Epiphany Church, right next to PPG Paints Arena. The expo goes from 10 till 5, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. I'll be there from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. Colby Armstrong and Tyler Kennedy will also be there. They got crazy memorabilia. They got like Malkin game sticks. They got like a dozen of them that they're selling starting at like 100 bucks. Game-worn jerseys, game-worn equipment. If you don't want to buy, just come and look. Last year, I'm assuming it'll be back this year. I don't know how they verified it. Well, actually, I, I do know, but I forget. Because they showed me, and there was a, 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 a something in a picture that confirmed it when you saw it in person. They had the jersey there from the five goals, five ways game. Think about that. The greatest moment in NHL history is voted on by hockey fans. And these maniacs at this hockey expo at the Epiphany Church tomorrow from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. had the jersey worn. That is just crazy. So we'll see you down there tomorrow. Uh, tonight, let's hope it goes good. Can't go a whole lot worse. Maybe Virgil van Dyke will pop up and, and head one in to break the draw. I'm Mark Madden, Penguins pregame up next. You're listening to Home of the Penguins, 105.9.